What is up, Mariners fans? I'm Seattle Sports Media's utility infielder Andy Patton, and you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Mariners are taking on the Cincinnati Reds, and in segment one, I preview the Reds and what fans should be watching for this week. Then in segment two, I'm going to go in depth on one of my favorite Mariners prospects, right-handed pitcher Justin Dunn, who is reportedly getting called up to the big leagues. Finally, we have four Mariners birthdays to celebrate today, including a Hall of Famer. Stay tuned to find out who. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. All right, it is a Cincinnati-based weekend here in Seattle as the Seahawks hosted the Cincinnati Bengals in their first game of the season on Sunday, and now the Mariners are going to host the Cincinnati Reds for a three-game series. I can't remember the last time the Reds were in town. It feels like it's been a while. The Mariners don't often get to play those NL Central teams, so it's kind of fun when they get a chance to... uh, to go to their parks and kind of fun when they get to come out here. Weirdly enough, though, the Mariners, uh, at least in the first two games, are going to face pitchers that they're exceptionally familiar with. Uh, we'll start out talking about those pitching matchups. The first one is going to be tonight, 7-10 start. We will see Trevor Bauer against Justice Sheffield. So obviously many of you, most of you probably remember Trevor Bauer. He's been with the Indians for the last couple of years. He has made himself very uh, well-known for his antics and his pitching he's exceptionally good he's not having that great of a year uh, on the season he's 10 and 12 with a 4.60 era he does have 228 strikeouts Uh, he struggled especially since coming over to cincinnati Um, not a huge shock cincinnati's got a pretty small ballpark they play some pretty good hitting teams although obviously he's facing the designated hitter quite a bit less bit of a surprise to see him struggle i think a lot of people pegged him as a potential cy young candidate this year with the indians but he just kind of never found that final pitch. He was kind of trying to develop a changeup, and it never really came together. So he's still a great pitcher. He's still going to give the Mariners a lot of trouble. Uh, I don't anticipate it being a, an easy game to get hits off of Bauer. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 always fun when teams that we don't get to see very often come into town. But for this one, we get to see a pitcher that we've already seen quite a bit. He faced them last on April 15th. And he gave up one earned run over six and two-thirds innings. So hopefully... Mariners can can fare a little bit better offensively in that one. Uh, and they'll have Justice Sheffield on the bump. I'm really excited to see Justice Sheffield. Uh, we've seen some really good things from him so far in his first couple of starts. The stats don't show it. He's 0-1 with a 5.51 ERA, which is obviously not good. But we've seen some, some progress. Uh, I really think that the changeup is the key for him to be successful. I think that Cincinnati has... A pretty good offense. This is not a, a team, you know, they're, they're not a playoff caliber team. They're 67 and 77, so it's not a team that I think seems like they should be scary, but they have some offense. We're going to get to that in a second. But Sheffield's going to have to pitch well. He's going to have to have that changeup work, and he's going to have to be burying that slider down and that fastball up in the zone. But if he can do that, I think he could have a really good start here, and it could be a fun game. Moving on to Wednesday, also a 7-10 start, we will see Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is a name that people are exceptionally familiar with. He came up with the A's, spent a lot of time with them, faced the Mariners, it felt like, every other day for a couple of years. Then he was with the Yankees for a little bit, didn't have as much success there. And then over in Cincinnati, he's having a fantastic year. 
He is 10 and 6 with a 2.75 ERA. Uh, it says in 13 starts since June 28th, he is 7 and 1 with a 1.55 ERA and a 96 to 29 strikeout to walk ratio. So he has been absolutely killing it lately. He went back to that curveball, which is one of the best pitches in all of baseball. Another game that's going to be tough. Uh, Sonny Gray has given the Mariners trouble in the past. They have some guys who've seen him a lot, so maybe that'll help them a little bit. But if he's got that curveball work and he's as good as any pitcher in baseball. He's going to go up against Marco. Marco has a 4.37 ERA on the year. Uh, he's been struggling lately. It seems like it's kind of been a bit of an up-and-down year for him. Uh, same kind of thing with Sheffield. He really His changeup is very good, but he needs to be able to locate that fastball up in the zone and bury that breaking stuff down. Um, and the changeup doesn't really work if the cutter's not there, if the fastball's not there. So, so he needs some more consistency from the four seamer. If he can get that going, then I think we're, you know, he could have a, a good rest of the season. Probably got two, maybe three starts left. Uh, but again, the Cincinnati team is is not not a not a pushover team on offense. So he's going to have to pitch well to get them out of this one. Final game on Thursday, also a 7-10 start. The Reds will run out Tyler Molly, and he will face off against what is listed as TBD. It will likely be an opener for Tommy Malone, so there will be a lot of lefties going up against the Reds this week uh, with three three righties for the Reds, three lefties for the Mariners, assuming it is Malone or Wade LeBlanc. Um, Molly is the best chance for the Mariners to win, let's put it that way. Uh, he's got a 2-11 and 11 record on the year, which is real bad. He's got a 4.94 ERA. Uh, he's got some decent stuff. I've watched him pitch a few times, but he he's over the plate a lot. He doesn't locate exceptionally well, uh, and his stuff, like I said, it's good, but it's not good enough to miss middle-middle. No, nobody's good enough to miss middle-middle in the big leagues. And so if he's not doesn't have his command going for him, the Mariners could have a really nice offensive day. So we'll... Again, they're going to need to because Tommy Malone and Wade LeBlanc have not been pitching all that well lately, so hopefully they can get that going. All right, running a little long. You know some of the names for the Reds. Obviously, Joey Votto, he's not having a great year for them, unfortunately. he's kind of seems to have hit his, uh, his decline in his career. Uh, Eugenio Suarez has 44 home runs. He's kind of a forgotten guy in that home run race. There's a realistic chance he could finish the year leading the league which would be pretty entertaining. There's Aristides Aquino, who has been an absolute monster since he came up. He set all sorts of records for the number of home runs through like his first five games, his first eight games, his first nine games. He's got 15 home runs in just 38 games. Um, so he'll be kind of fun to get to see play for the first time uh, here at, at T-Mobile Park. Excuse me. So should be a fun series. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little bummed the Mariners don't get to see Luis Castillo, who's one of the most fun pitchers in baseball. He's got some truly devastating stuff. He's having a great season. 3.21 ERA with a 29.3% strikeout rate. Uh, but, you know, as much fun as it would be to see him pitch, he probably would do really well. And so maybe maybe it's better that they got a chance against Bauer and Tyler Molly and Sonny Gray to, to maybe pull out a couple wins. All right, coming up in segment two, I'm going to go in depth on our new on new Mariners right-handed pitcher Justin Dunn, who's kind of the forgotten piece in the wild Edwin Diaz, Robinson Cano, Jared Kelenic trade. Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. 
You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting from the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, so Tuesdays don't really have a theme quite like many of the other days with our Mailbag Monday and Throwback Thursday, so I've kind of taken to just picking prospects that I really like. Uh, as we all know, the Mariners are going through a pretty intense rebuild right now, and it's kind of nice to be able to to look towards the future. And if you hadn't noticed, the Mariners are actually calling up some of those guys right now. So, uh, so it sounds like J- Justin Dunn, who we're about to talk about, uh, as well as Kyle Lewis, their 2016 first-round pick. Uh, right-hander Art Warren and shortstop Donnie Walton are all four rumored to be getting called up to the big leagues. Uh, as of this recording, they have not been officially called up. By the time you're listening to it, there's a chance they are. Uh, I'm really excited about all four of them. I think it'll be fun to see some new faces on the Mariners. They're going to break that record for the most different players to play for a team in a year, which is kind of fun. Um, Lewis is probably the most well-known, at least in Mariners uh, circles, because he's been around for a couple years. He was their first-round pick. I think he was the fifth overall pick. Uh, I get the excitement. I do. He's athletic. He's toolsy. He can hit home runs. He's got speed. He's got good glove, but he strikes out a lot. And, and you look through the numbers and you look at old guys who strike out 29% of the time in AA like he's doing, and there's not a lot of them who have a ton of success in the major leagues. Um, I want to be wrong. I do. But I'm not exceptionally confident that Kyle Lewis turns into a quality big leaguer unless he gets that strikeout rate down. Uh, he's not that old. I don't think that he's going to be ready for the big leagues next year. And I think with some more seasoning in AAA, potentially he can work on making more contact, getting that rate down, and being the guy that they want him to be. But this is not a Kyle Lewis segment. This is a Justin Dunn segment. So I want to alert more Mariners fans about Justin Dunn. I don't think he's all that well-known. I think if you were to ask fans, hey, who did the Mariners trade Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz for, a fair chunk of them would know that Jared Kelenic was the primary return, but not as sure that many of them would get the second name, and that's who we're talking about today. So Jared, or excuse me, Justin Dunn was a first-round pick by the Mets in 2018. 2016, excuse me, same year as Kyle Lewis. Um, he was a reliever at Boston College for most of his career there, but they brought him into the rotation as a junior, and he dominated, and that got a lot of people's attention. Uh, and the Mets popped him at 19 overall, and he's kind of struggled a little bit in the minor leagues to kind of make that adjustment up into a rotation arm. So I think if you were to look at some of his early career stats, you'd be a little startled. You know, in 2017, he threw 95 innings, and his ERA was 5. And that was in high A, so that's, you know, that's a little concerning. He probably wasn't popping up on a lot of prospect lists at that point, but I think for him it was really just the adjustment of throwing five, six innings per game, uh, and he was working on stuff. Minor league numbers are not always to be taken super seriously because guys are trying to trying new things and changing stuff. And for him, it was he had a really great fastball. He still does. He's 93, 95. He's got 
a little bit more velocity if he needs to. Uh, it's got good movement on it. He's got a great slider. It's hard. It's got late movement. It's It will be a very, very good major league pitch. And then he's got an okay curveball that I think could develop into a plus pitch. That's a lot of what the scouting reports say. And he doesn't have much of a changeup. So for him, when he got moved into the rotation and the Mets said, okay, we want you to be a starter, they were like, you need to figure out how to throw a changeup. So I think you see an ERA of five and high, and I think it's reasonable to expect. Well, he's probably trying to figure out his changeup. Um, whether he did or not is a different story. Uh, his numbers have dramatically improved. Um, he ended up obviously coming over to the Mariners after that 2018 season. Uh, this year he spent the entire year at AA with the Arkansas Travelers. He has a 9-5 and record. He had a 3.55 ERA with a 10.8 strikeouts per nine, which is amazing. 2.67 walks per nine, so control is clearly not much of an issue. Uh, anytime you can strike out more than 10 guys per nine and walk less than three, nine, three guys per nine, you're going to get a lot of attention because those are exceptional ratios. Um, but yeah, the, the question for him really remains, does he have that changeup? Can he get lefties out effectively? Because his fastball and slider mean that his floor, the worst case scenario for Justin Dunn, is probably really, really good middle reliever. Because, you know, he can get that fastball up 96, 97. I mean, we're talking about a dude who is 6'2", 190. So he's a big dude. He's got the juice to throw that ball nearly triple digits. And he's got a slider that sits in the high 80s. So that's his floor. His ceiling is if he gets that curveball going, which it's already close to being a plus pitch, and he gets that changeup, he's, so he's actually got a weapon against left-handers. If he can get all that going, we're talking about a very quality big league two, two or three. I think maybe you know Hisashi Iwakuma in his prime, although they look very different, uh, but I think the statistics could be somewhat similar to that. Um, so it's really just kind of a matter of, of whether he can get that pitch going. Uh, the Mariners did call him up, which I find really interesting, and I would love to see him pitch, but I have a feeling he's not going to throw maybe at all, to be honest. 2018 was the most innings he's ever thrown in a minor league season. He threw 135. He is at 132 right now. I could see them trying to bump him up to the 140, 150 range if he's healthy, but that's not a lot of innings. Um, so I'm not sure what the Mariners' plan is with him. Um, I would love to see them give him a start or two. You know, why not? It doesn't hurt anything to let him go, assuming he's healthy. Obviously, don't throw him out there if he's complaining about arm soreness, but I think the Mariners are smarter than that, so I don't think that will be an issue. Um, but yeah, he's he's a ways away. I don't think that this is... He's not out here auditioning for a job in the starting rotation next year unless something real crazy happens. I think he's going to start out next year probably in AAA. He's already thrown 200 innings in AA. I think that's enough. Um, but I think if, if he starts out next year in AAA and pitches well, there's a chance he's up by midseason. Definitely September, There's you know I think he'd be up by then. But I think we're looking at a guy who's probably really contending for that rotation spot starting in 2021. Um, but from there, if he's developed that changeup in that slider, I think we're looking at a guy who could have a really long and really successful career with the Mariners. So hopefully we get a chance to look at him a little bit this year, but... I hope fans who have, if you've stuck with them this long, hopefully you can stick a little bit longer because I think things are going to get real fun at the start of the next decade and Justin Dunn is going to be a part of it. All right, as always, we are going to close this thing out with our birthday segment. Today is September 10th. There are four former Mariners birthdays to celebrate today. We'll start with the youngest, which is Anthony Swarzak. Anthony Swarzak turned 34 today. You probably remember him. He had a 
cameo, I guess we'll call it, with the Mariners earlier this year. He appeared in 15 games. He had a 5.27 ERA with a 1.61 whip. He was not exceptionally good. He was kind of one of those late-inning relievers that the Mariners picked up, kind of veteran guys. They ended up flipping all of them at the trade deadline, They, including Hunter Strickland. They ended up flipping Swarzak before that, uh, sent him over to the Braves, and of course, in classic former Mariners fashion, he's having a pretty solid year with the Braves, 3.31 ERA. So that's that's life. Mariners didn't really need him, so whatever. Happy 34th birthday. Next up is veteran reliever Cameron Lowe. Cameron Lowe is turning 38 today. Lowe ended up pitching in the majors a lot longer than I remember him. I remember him vaguely with Texas, but he had a nine-year career in the big leagues, 4.49 ERA. He was never particularly good, um, especially not with his brief Mariners stint. He was with them in 2013 at age 31. He only threw six and two-thirds innings, and that's because he had a 10.8 ERA. So not his most successful stop of his career. One of the final stops of his career, he ended up finishing his his big league time after the 2013 season, but now he is retired wherever he is and celebrating his 38th birthday. So happy birthday to him. Third is Nick Green. He was a utility infielder for a long time. He is turning 41. If you don't remember Nick Green, that's probably because he only had seven at-bats with the Seattle Mariners in the 2007 season, and he went 0 for 7 with three strikeouts, so not a particularly memorable time. Didn't even make it back to the big leagues at all in 2008, but ended up playing parts of four more seasons with five different teams. Just kind of one of those guys who managed to stick around because he could play a whole bunch of different positions, but never really had a whole lot with a stick. So happy 41st to Nick Green. Last, and as I always say, not least, and in this case that is certainly true, would be a happy 56th birthday to the big unit, Randy Johnson. So uh, I wouldn't blame you if you don't remember Nick Green, but I would be a little surprised if you don't remember Randy Johnson. Uh, Randy Johnson had an incredible 22-year career. You could argue he is potentially the best left-handed pitcher of all time. It is at least an argument, certainly. Uh, he won a bunch of Cy Young Awards, was I think, five of them, four of them in a row, all with the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is why he went into the Hall of Fame wearing a Diamondbacks hat. I know a lot of Mariners fans were not happy with that. I understand, but his numbers with Arizona were ridiculous, even if he played two years longer in Seattle. He was with them for the Mariners, excuse me, for a decade, 130 wins, 74 losses, 3.42 ERA, over 2,100 strikeouts. He was an absolute machine, as most of you remember. And yeah, it's uh, always good to celebrate the birthday of a legend. So happy 56th birthday to Mr. Randy Johnson. All right, coming up tomorrow, I'm going to recap Seattle's series opener against the Cincinnati Reds. And then we're going to take a look around the rest of the AL West division. Once again, I am Andy Patton. You can find me on Twitter at at Andy Patton, S-E-A. You can find the Lockdown Mariners podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and go Mariners!